So like specific cards have retro frames and yeah. also have like, like a specialty version of it. But like I'm saying that like this this isn't an entire set that's all retro framed cards. Like we don't have that. We only have it in the commander decks. We, we do have full sets of retro frame cards. Go back to Odyssey. Go back to I know <laughs> that. I've been playing since yeah, then. I know I'm talking struggle. about learn about your magic history. Listen here, grandson. <laughs> Calm your shit down. No, I'm talking about an actual entire set that they would release of just this for the old and new players. Yeah, just go online, TCG player, and find... <sighs> I'm going to fucking kick your ass. Knock it off. God damn it. Welcome to This Week in MTG with your hosts, Matt, Danny, Anthony, and Big G. Hello and welcome, Magic Folk, to episode 172 of This Week in MTG, your aggregate news podcast for all things Magic the Gathering. We're your hosts. I'm Matt. There's Danny. What's up? There we go. Who 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 forgot to turn my mic on, Matt? <laughs> it's because you're gone last week. <laughs> I've been here for an hour. I know, and I thought you were talking, and I'm like, I can hear him coming, but you weren't like right up to the microphone. I'm like, we know we know this by now. God damn it, man. Yeah, but but here we are, Danny. There you go. He loves he loves having me around, keep him on his toes, though I keep myself on my toes. But we're missing. No, there's Big G. Nope, strike that. Father Winter said not today and screwed over his car. And wait, who's that? Oh, no. They have, like, completed Anthony. They have completed Anthony. He has joined the Frexians. All blue one. I'd like to say we are overjoyed <laughs> to have you guys here on that. But that whole intro there was uh, cringe on the most level. Kind of because I, I missed, messed up Completely there. Completely fucked it up. Fucked, fucked it, up it up because he didn't turn the mic on because Danny ditched us for other things last week, which is legitimate. And you kind of had like uh, Megatron voices from the... Hey, that was a cool one. The movie, the, like the 2012... Transformers movie? Yeah, those ones. Yeah. Very much like that. We just if, if, if I was a good editor, I would put a robotic sound with you as you were talking. I mean, I did what I could without that need, so it works. It works. Dude, Phyrexians, okay? That's what I'm excited about, let's be honest. Right? <sighs> I'm a big Phyrexian <laughs> fan, as we all know, and... Like, I like... Don't get me wrong. Like, I want to be all about the good guys and stuff and magics, but, like, for something inside of me, just, like, I see Phyrexian stuff and I go, fuck yeah. You would fucking drink the Kool-Aid for that cult. Yeah. Or be like Tezzer and just screw everybody over and just take everything, because greed is awesome, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so let's begin our episode by thanking you. Yes, you, dear listener. Your choice to tune into this program directly changes the dynamic of this podcast from us speaking to the blind eternities to us actually speaking to an audience. Hopefully an audience that enjoys what we're producing, but an audience nonetheless. And that is honestly, truly humbling for us. So from the bottom of our hearts and our deck boxes, we thank you for that. Uh, oh, Very burpy tonight. You're dying over there. I know. Are you not infected, maybe, too? If you just start seeing, like, black 
ooze out from my orifices. Yep. And I and it worried. I mean, that's why Garrett's not here. I got him too. We also need to give a special thanks to our patrons of this podcast. Their monetary support goes to help with the website hosting, the maintenance, the packs, the shipping for all that Patreon stuff. So big, huge, ginormous thank you to Wade97, Amu the Fox, Noah, Slade, Nikki, No Modifier, Jacob, Christian, Maddie K, Barra, Chimera, Ernest D, KCB, Memorize, Techno, Chapman, and Ricky R. Thank you to each and every one of you for your support. If you guys want to be crazy and supporting us too, check out our Patreon in the links down below. We currently have two tiers, a $3 tier and a $10 tier. $3 gets you put into a monthly drawing for booster packs of a theme, which November's theme is November, February. My time is off. I don't know why. That's really far off. February is going to be lovey-dovey stuff. So we're going to find love-themed-ish packs, maybe. Mm, That'll be interesting. And then uh, at the $10 tier, you get to put into a drawing for a commander playable card that is valued between $15 and $20. That also kind of falls into that uh, theme as well. Uh, being a Patreon member also gets you access to a super secret live stream for these drawings that happen the first Saturday of the month around like 5 to 6 p.m. Uh, Central Time. And so that'll be happening this Saturday, which is the 4th? Yes. The 4th. It's pre-release weekend. Come on. Yeah. Uh, if you're unable to or don't feel like supporting us on Patreon, you can also support us by sharing this episode with your playgroup or your LGS rival. Another excellent way of supporting us is by rating and reviewing us on whatever podcatcher you're listening on. If you don't want to do that, we do have another option. We have a lot of options, I guess. It's a bad segue all the way through. Uh, we have a sponsor, J-Dubs. But speaking of J-Dubs, let's hear an ad for them now. JDub Sports Cards and Gaming, located in West Acres Mall in Fargo, is your one-stop shop for all your Magic the Gathering needs. In the store, you will find a huge selection of sleeves, playmats, and dice for you to personalize your battlefield with. Along with having a large variety of singles in their display cases, there are also binders and boxes for you to browse through. That much selection means that you will always find something you are looking for. J-Dubs is also the place to gather to play a wide array of formats with friends in the community. There is Commander League on Thursday nights, Modern League on Saturday afternoons, and Legacy Leagues on Sunday afternoons. And who can forget Friday Night Magic every Friday evening. J-Dubs has it all, Amonkhet to Zendikar and ways to sleeve, shuffle, and spell sling. Now let's get back to the episode. Thank you, J-Dubs, for supporting us. Now, with all that podcast business out of the way, let's move to this episode's breakdown, where I tell you how this episode will get laid out for you. Starting up, we're going to go over to the Boggle Desk, which is now uh, helmed by Anthony. No big G. No, it's it's nothing new. We're going to have Modern Challenge, a couple reminders of things that are happening. Yep, yep, uh, yep. Big events happening this weekend. From there, we're going to go to the news. We have a couple of news articles to talk about, uh, including, of course, money with Hasbro and their revenues call that they had in. Shocker. Union issues happening at TCG Player. A oh, cool, really? A cool train. Oh, oh yeah. And then from there, we'll talk. Oh, New Secret Lair dropped as well. Oh, yeah, I haven't yep. had a chance to look at those yet. Yep, new secret layers out. We'll talk about those. And then from there, we're going to talk about a few Frexian all-will-be-one cards. And then move to the counter-currency section. We'll talk about greedy, greedy finance prices. And then we'll end the podcast, and you all can go home and be done with us for a whole fucking week. And we'll also add in 
the card for Danny from last week that we didn't get to talk about, which I think Danny is going to love it. Did we not talk about that on the episode? We did not. We talked about it after the episode. Um, was that also that was during the Thoughtcast too? But that was the Thoughtcast. So check out the Thoughtcast, please. They actually are very interesting. And please also send us things that you would like us to talk about on the Thoughtcast. Literally, we will talk about it. We like talking. Thought, At least Matt and I do. Thoughtcasts are a bonus episode that come out preferably Friday or Saturday after afterwards. So keep uh, keep those notifications on to get notified when that happens. But Anthony, we're at the Boggle Desk. All right. So we're at the Boggle Desk. No big G, because we got our salt and sugar report for today, which is no sugar for G, baby. Uh, just a lot of salt. That car ain't working, so he couldn't show up, and he had to be an adult and do his things. And father time and winter said, <laughs> fucking die. Yes. Which really sucks. That's sad. Um, One thing up there uh, for up here, those that aren't in a very cold climate, yeah. your batteries they don't like the cold. No, you got to get you got to get the right cold crank battery there. Yeah, but even that doesn't work. Yeah. Or more importantly, if your vehicle has a plug-in thing, you probably should plug it in. Always block yeah. heater. Yeah, you need block a block heater, heater, oil pan heater, or if you just got a garage, just put it in put the garage. It, it doesn't garage. even matter. In the put garage, it. your car is full freeze. Keep your keep heated your garage. garage. Insulated garages, it works too. Yeah, insulate. My point is, mine's not heated. It's insulated. I have no problems in the morning. Though that's good. At the end of work today, <laughs> it took a minute. It's a brum, 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 brum. Yeah, a little a little sputter putter. Yeah, so we don't really have much for the salt and sugar report. I mean, if you really want to add any other salt, I mean, Matt and I didn't get any magic in. Dan, did you get any magic in this weekend? No. Looks like no one got to play any magic. No. I bet you Garrett did. I was so sad. I bet uh, you Garrett didn't. He would have talked about it tonight, too, but he's not here to talk about it. So. Casey wanted to play some Pioneer last night. Didn't, I saw that. Didn't work out for me. I was, I was wanting to like jump on and be like, oh, yeah, Pioneer. And then I was like, oh, wait, I don't have a Pioneer deck built yet. I got like four of them sitting there. The Snarset deck, man, I just want to play it so badly. I've been seeing that uh, Gabriel Nassif has been playing Days Undoing Narset and, yeah, Pioneer and stuff. And so. Yeah. For a while, there was actually, that was a part of the. The modern blue white control package for a little bit for fun. Little, I mean, it was niche, but it was cool. Um, but yeah, so we're just going to go on to the modern challenge decks and talk about those because that's way more important right now than salt and sugar. And, uh, you know, we're going to start it off like we always do. So we got our, what? You got Casey saying, pro tip, put three foil mountains in your gas tank to keep your car warm. <laughs> I love it. I mean, if they're Arabian Nights foils, they will definitely burn hot. All right. So uh, we go over to the modern challenge decks from 129.23. And we got in the top four spots. We have Crashing Footfalls. Second place was, or that's first place. Second place, Generic Ragavan. I don't feel like it's generic. I bet it's a lie. Third place, Rakdos Midrange. Fourth place, Usual Merktide, right? Is it um, called Usual Merktide? I mean, at this point, they might as well just call it Usually Merktide. But, uh, yeah, so your common things there. Um, was there anything really out of the ordinary for those that you expanded on? No, no. Pretty, pretty similar? I mean, I don't know. Most notable thing is, like, you see some people playing around with a single spell snare, but that's... I don't know. You no. can't really call that spicy. That's like that's like your lima beans of your fucking salad. Pretty much. And there's generic Merktide's kind of similar to the one we looked at last. This is the Underworld Breach Merktide or Merktide Ragamon deck. 
Yeah. Jangatho as the companion for it. Yep. So, I mean, it's something we've seen before and we've talked about it, I'm pretty sure. So, it's not nothing new. So, I mean, you got, you got some good stuff in there. You go down the list, you see, of course, Hammer Time, Yogmoth, Crixus Midrange, Living End, Amulet Titan, uh, Omnath. I mean, we're same stuff. It's not changing much. The meta is kind of, I would, personally for me, the meta seems to be at a point where we're just, we're just getting really stagnant. But, yeah. I don't know. You got, you got all the top decks just kind of like duking it out, ranging between Merc Tide, Footfalls, and occasionally, you know, like you catch a good weekend where Living End pops up hammer still clapping cheeks it's just yeah recto scam yeah mid-range sack versions whatever they're all the same oh very good um but yeah so your top uh top decks based on percentages you got Rakdos mid-range that was sitting at 12.5 percent which made up a total of four of the decks we also have yogmoth which is the same stats i, I do want to say i think probably that Rakdos mid-range number would be different because uh grixis mid-range are still at least according to Goldfish, are pretty much Rakdos scam decks. The only reason why they're Grixis is because of Orvar, the all-form, in the sideboard. So, so you think the percentage is a little higher then? Yeah, because Grixis Midrange... Well, yeah, because I wouldn't... I would definitely not say that's a Grixis deck just because it runs a splash of blue for it. Yeah. But, I mean, if you're but, putting some other cards in there, but, go but, for yeah. it. Yeah, Goldfish. I don't know. I, yeah, it's true. I get that. I hear you. <laughs> I hear you. So, but Goldfish. But... Realistically, Rakdos is on top right now. It's kind of on the rise. Yogmoth, of course, we said is at the same stat number that we talked about for another four decks. Crashing Footfalls at nine point three eight percent with three decks, and then your Is It Agro um, moves in at nine point three eight as well for three, so on and so forth. The breakdown just gets smaller because you know this is a modern challenge event. There's only so many decks. So, but the top winner though, of course, is good old footballs there. The horn dogs, as the oh, dive down would say. The horn dogs. I like that. <laughs> uh, your top four cards. And we got most played cards. We oh, have see if we can guess Danny. We have Danny guess. Oh, guess. Danny. Danny, what's our what's our number one card at forty eight copies and thirty eight percent of the decks? What do you think it is? <laughs> what do you think it is, Danny? Play the fifth. <laughs> what do you think it is, Matt? Because you haven't looked yet. Regavan. You would be correct. It is our friend Regavan Nimble Pilferer, also known as Ravioli. You know, have you ever heard that one before? I have not. Yeah, that was like one of the first things when we came out. It was, everyone called him Ravioli for a while. It's kind of Ravioli, fun. Ravioli, give me the formioli. Yeah. So what's number two on the list for you, sir? What do you think it is? Lightning Bolt? That'd be correct. Holy 45 shit. copies and 44% of the decks. Once again, this is one we talked about last week when Garrett was here, saying, you know, hey, it's climbing the ladder, something that goes back and forth. Number three would be what? Um, fumbling around between like Darcy or Expressive Iteration. You're wrong. Damn it. Oh, wrong. It would be Fury. Oh. 41 copies, 34% of the decks. And number four, which I know for a fact you'll never guess this one. Hold on. Hold on. But I'm going to just wait for you to burn and fail s percent wrong wrong force of vigor damn it 35 so copies so far off 30 exactly like i said you were not going to get this so those are the top four cards from this modern challenger we have our top four creatures again 
Let's play this old fun game with Matt because it's always funny to watch. I think I know the top two. What do you think is number one? Ray-Van. And what do you think is number two? Fury. Okay, that is correct. Regavan had 48 copies out of 38% of the decks, and Fury had 41 copies out of 34% of the decks. Once again, numbers don't change much for those. Now, let's go to number three. What do you think it would be, Matt? What percentage was Merktite again? Oh, Yogmoth was up there. Hmm. Would Yogmoth be number no. three? Has Yogmoth ever made a top four? Besides its first opening big weekends. But, I mean, like, metagame share-wise, there's more copies. Think what's in the deck. Think what's in the deck. Here's here's a hint. Grief. Oh, you were close. What other? Solitude? What was the top four spells? What colors were they? Top four? Red. Where where are the, the top four decks? What is the majority all three of them share? Red. Black. Red. It's red. Yeah. Well, it's red. So well, I, you already got Fury, so that doesn't work. Do you want to just let me just tell you? D- Darcy. No. No. Damn it. I'll give you a hint. It's green. It's, it's green. It's a freebie green card. Endurance? Hell yeah, because you got to deal with those damn graveyards, son. Okay. Okay. So Endurance made 32 copies out of 41% of the decks, and your grief guess was really close, but that's actually number four. Okay. And that was 28 copies, which makes up 22% of the decks. Top spells. What would be number one, Matt? Lightning bolt. Correcto mundo. Lightning can sometimes strike twice for you. 45 copies, 44% of the deck. What would be number two? Uh, Force of Vigor. That would be correct. 35 copies of 38% of the decks. All right. Number three and four. Number three. This is one <sighs> as your little hint. We always talk about it. Expressive iteration? No. No. Unholy heat. No. I'm going to give you one okay. hint, and only one hint. It's small. It's maybe even trinket size. Bobble? You fucking know it's a bobble. It's Maestro's bobble. Okay. Every week we talk about it. It's always there. Why is it always there? Because it works really good with Darcy and Ledger Shredder, okay? That's, and, the, that's the top part of it. And prowess. And like anything, because it fucking draws you a card and it's a zero mana artifact. It fills delirium. It does it all. It wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. It does the best thing since sliced bread. And it Betty was White. sitting at fucking right, Betty White, rest in peace. It was older than than sliced bread. Well, that's why we got bobbles. But yeah, no, it's 24 copies out of 19% of the decks. And then your number four, a new one, Croaching the Leaderboards. A new one? Yeah, this is one we haven't talked about, actually. From Brothers War? Uh, not like, well, I don't remember, is this one before? No, was it? No, it's right here. Anyways, um, it, but it's a newer card. Oh, that's the your set hint. before Brothers War. Yeah. Oh, my drawer blank was before Do you? Oh, Dominaria United. Dom, man. Get oh, in the car. Oh, Leyline Binding. Yeah. It's creeping back up again. Hasn't been there for a while. Anyways, that's at 23 copies of a total of the 19% of the decks. And that is your modern challengers. I mean, so overall, it's not too bad. It's a uh, it's a good look at everything. And like I said, my my opinion on it is this: modern's kind of getting stagnant. And I hope all of you one will maybe shake some stuff up. And also, mm. maybe we'll get a really good ban restricted announcement too. There, there's been a lot of talk of BNR and Please. stuff. So here's the thing: I'm going to put this out there. 
Bobble should not be banned. That is not the problem. This is just one of those things where if like you get rid of Bobble, that doesn't solve your problem. It's just like you're just taking a little piece off. It's the same concept of like you want to deal with the problem. We need to do the type of bangs we had back in uh, 19. Like go for the throat. Literally the card version. Go for the throat. Don't don't chop something else off. You got to take the head off. So taking Bobble out does not solve the problem of your Darcy's and Ledger Shredders. There's other cards that do it. So so quick one sentence. What do you think is the problem? What do I think is the problem? Uh, in one sentence, the top three cards that are the problem would be Unholy Heat, Darcy, and all the Cascade cards. <laughs> Should we allow semicolons to constitute a sentence, like a single sentence, or is that multiple? Because I feel like listing stuff up puts a semicolon there, right? No. Commons. <sighs> okay, fine. Yeah, commons. Anyway, <laughs> commons and commons. <clears throat> but yes, that's the problem. We got we got Casey saying, ban Fury, ban Monkey, ban Ren, ban Fetches, ban Removal, ban... Hey, 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 hey you <laughs> know what you can do? You can go play Pioneer if you don't want to deal with that stuff. Or, or you can just go politely fuck yourself. Fuck yourself. <laughs> but no, I would say that's that's kind of our, our space of we need bands for. What about some upcoming events? You got something on that? We got some good upcoming events. Here's a reminder. We got Star City Games Con Indianapolis on this weekend, February 3rd through the 5th. Very exciting stuff going on there. Uh, we also have Magic Con Philly. That will be the 17th through the 19th of February. Magic Kids is going to be there. Ooh. Go up there and tell 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 them hi. Tell Kelly we say hi. Exactly. Tell them we say hi. And it's my birthday on Sunday, so that's even cooler. You calm, know why? Calm down, Grandpa. I made it farther than most would expect. Okay. Hey, every time you get older, it's another level in your in your whatever. I'm fucking yeah, story storyline. Another another utility in your utility belt, and another notch in there as well too to cover for the waist extension. Sure. Why not? <laughs> So I got electronics things. Uh, also, reminders about pre-release weekend. Check it out with your local game stores to see what they have happening. Or just come on up to Fargo and hit up J-Dubs, anywhere else that's doing them. So go go do some pre-releases. They're awesome. They're fun. Frexy all be one is looking pretty, pretty yeah. solid. Also, and oh, I wish I had, because I know they're going to be somewhere between the stores here in town. There's probably going to be two at Giant. I would love to play this into a giant. Yes. So, but other than that, that's all we got. Time to hit up some news. Oh, look at that. He's actually laving Fletcher's watch. Oh, my God. Oh, you would save that for yourself. Dirty. It's dirty. Matt. What do you expect? He no, doesn't go in order. Anyway. Wait, that doesn't make sense. I thought you were going to talk about that one. You don't have one. Yeah, Matt, that's yours. Oh, no, no just... there's only the three there, so that's why I was wondering why you were putting... That's why I said, you dirty man, you're taking that one, of course. Hey, I found this one. Did you I... find this one? No, you did not. Hey, I read... You read it, yeah. I read the contra-currency who... stuff. Don't but worry about who... it. People, this is why... I bet, you didn't, I bet you didn't watch it or read I, it. Watch it? Yeah, I didn't watch the contra-currency section. It's not in a fucking video. Wouldn't be nice if they had a video of that? They do. There's someone that does something like that. Heroes and Legends. Okay, we got to start. Danny starts off with the news. Thank you. You're welcome. 
So to start off this week, we go to TCG player and them being scumbags. Uh, <laughs> Allegedly. Okay. Allegedly. So, well, here here we go with the news uh, about these mus- beautiful folks that help make sure your orders are filled at TCG Player and eBay. According to the Twitter account, code-CWA, unfair labor practice charges have been filed against both TCG Player and eBay for unlawful surveillance of union activity, employee uh, caution, two days. Yeah, two days after a super majority of workers filed for union representation and with the uh, National Labor Relations Board. Uh, the Twitter th- Twitter thread gives more detail. Like, within the past two weeks, multiple TCG players, supervisors, and managers, including the CEO, have patrolled the floor of the authentic- authentication center taking note of the employees who have worn any clothes or insignia of identifying them as supporters of at TCG Union CWA. Rather than engage the workers, the TCG player has once again chosen to take the low road. Uh, This conduct um, constitutes unlawful surveillance of union activity and further creates an impression of surveillance designed to interfere with or coerce employees in the exercise of their rights. First, I just, okay, I'll just continue with this before I start making comments. <laughs> yep. Uh, if, quote, if TCG player wants to live up to its core value of community for all, they must represent their workers' rights, workers' rights and allow for a fair, a free and fair election to happen without interference, said at CWA Union Secretary Treasurer Sarah Steph- um, Steffens. Um, also, there's a link in the thread if you want to show your support for the workers, stand against some of the union busting that's happening, make sure to check it out. So, since I've worked for a union before, this is not uncommon. I was going to ask, was, is this not an uncommon thing that you have all the time? This is a very common thing for companies to do, um, especially companies that are trying to strong arm when they really have no ground to stand on. Um, well, they, they got to make their employees feel that their work is just enough. You don't deserve anything. Oh, no, no, it's, no, it's no, no, it's no, that's, that's, anything else. that's not, that's not it. They're like, Oh, you're not doing anything. So we want you to work faster and harder. And that's why you have a union to make sure they can't force that. <clears throat> it's not them trying to say, Oh no, you're doing good job. That's no, what it's, not that it's not doing a good job. It's like under under underplaying. It's undercutting and undercutting your employees really easily. Right. That. It's like yeah, you guys don't deserve anymore because that's what it is. It's I mean, you could you could probably look at it in multiple different like lenses. There, I've, I haven't worked for a union though. Well, I think a union would be very nice for. Well, if you live in North Dakota, you don't work for unions at all. There's unions in North Dakota. Private companies that come in under the state guidelines for North Dakota, common businesses and stuff that are not from somewhere else. We don't have union rights. Oh. Like all state employees, they have, because that was the thing that my old job I had was like a lot of state employees uh, have like a union rep to go talk to, but there's no union because the, the laws in North Dakota is that we're a right to work state, which means you at any time can leave your job without an excuse. Just like the same goes for your people that you work for. They at any time can fire you without a real excuse because that's how it works. 
Interesting. Yeah. I, That's why you want unions. Uh, yes. You and like I'm not saying and I'm not saying unions are always the best thing either. Like don't get me wrong. Like you like well, they're they're good. They are really good. But I'm saying like help, in, yeah. in circumstances of like depending on what your job is, like if you're in a union, you're also stuck to a contract laboring to what your requirements are you need to do before you leave. Like that's the big thing in like North Dakota, like is as a as a right to work state. You have the ability to walk away at any time. You're not required to give a two weeks notice. Like that's a that's a that's a common thing that is courtesy well, that people do. That's the thing. Two weeks. That's that's the false belief. Two weeks. The two week notice is just a. It's a corporate thing that they engraved in people's head. To, hey, give us two weeks so we can find replacements. Replacements. Yeah. You but, you don't. Doesn't but, matter what state you live in. You don't have to give two weeks. You can well, just quit. But if you're part of a union, though. Nope. Nope. You can just quit. Really? Yep. You There's, just you just lose your union, because hmm. you technically to leave a union. Well, depends on the union. When I worked at a case, it technically I could quit whenever I want, and you just lose your number. Oh, yeah. So the the whole two weeks notice is just a formality to give. Hey, I'm giving you heads up that I'm leaving in two weeks. I'm going to be done. Your the spot's going to be open. Find someone to replace me. That was just. That was this corporate saying, "Hey, I need two weeks to find a replacement for you." Not really. You're not gonna you're not gonna lose business or money for leaving or having one person not working. True, but I'm not saying that it's just okay just to walk, get up and. But leave no, too. no, it's 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 common courtesy. It's Arguably. common courtesy to give two weeks, but you don't Depending have to. Depending on the shit, it's like <clears> if you if you don't give a shit, like you don't have to give. Well, if you have a bad circumstance of things, I don't think yes, it's even a bad it's, circumstance. Like, well, I okay, don't know. I didn't, if you I don't mean, want to burn a bridge, kind of a thing. The, the, that's where the two weeks is I mean, nice. To, personally, hey, of, two weeks you don't burn bridges, you don't give a bad name. Yeah, but how shitty is that? That you got to like hold that kind of value to a company that again. Because would drop you, it's like oh, sorry. Because the problem is we're not all fucking rich people like Bezos and Bill Gates and all them, so we kind of need to have fallbacks. I mean, that's the reality of it. Like, do you want to burn every bridge you leave for workplaces? I mean, I don't. I didn't do that at the state. Okay. I, I mean, I'd go if I had to go back to work at the state. I would do that. Do I want to? No, <laughs> I don't want to go back. But if I have to, I'm willing to. I don't know. If, if, Eat my fucking shorts to make sure I get a job again because I have family to worry about. So if you're leaving a job that has a cunt at it, like in the the broadest sense of it, of like, yeah. like no. But but then again, most so you're not going to go yeah. back there in the first. Well, place. Well, no, exactly. I mean, like that's that's legitimate. So want to be most with that most people who are quitting no. jobs already have another job lined up. There's so many. Jobs. I've I've literally never. I've, I've I think I've quit a job once and not had a job lined up. I've never done that. I have too. Can, can, can we have real life talk here, real quick? I love to tell this story. When haven't we had real life talk, man? Because yeah, we I think have it's, it like every week. When we do I think it's podcast. very funny, and I think maybe you guys, Danny. I know that you are. Uh, I, I know I told you this. If you remembered it, I don't know. But I have no idea what you're talking about until you talk about it. So I worked at this uh, furniture moving company yep. in town. Uh, I was there for like five months. I was doing a great job, got hired on, and uh, I was climbing up, and people were like respecting me and stuff. Because like, oh, Matt's doing like a great job with the work and stuff. He's a good kid. And good kid. Uh, I was 20 at the time, so I couldn't do any like truck driving and stuff. So I was like the driver helper, and I had a I had a partner that we'd just be driving all around like uh, within like 50, 75 miles of Fargo, and we'd be. Uh, I was there for five months, and then. 
April, there's a couple other teams that would be kind of like damaging. When you're delivering furniture, yep. you got to make sure to not damage the furniture or damage yep. the house. There was one team that was very good at doing both of those. Oof. Yeah. And so Double corporate, whammy. So corporate decided to then outsource the deliveries and not have in-house workers do the the furniture deliveries so they outsourced with a, a company down in the cities but how they decided to tell the people that they were letting go was on april fool's day they called us in the morning we all showed up Fuck and hell. was like okay guys just want to let you know you're not working today but they kept three people on from the old team i was one of them and it was another driver and one other person. So three of the original, three of the people that were working under this furniture moving company stayed on while they outsourced them up. And for one month afterwards, my job consisted of fixing the fuck ups of this out, uh, this third party outsourced job. And I'm like, no, fuck you guys. You fired 20 people to hire this company out of the cities on yeah. April Fool's Day. I don't. Yeah. Get, I don't think it's that good of a joke. No it's a bad joke. And, and and it was so it was so cringe because you're there and the fucking manager's like so just so you guys know you, you you're not working today and you know we're, we're all like we got all got pretty pretty buddy buddy along pretty quickly and stuff and we're like yeah. ah, that's that's funny and stuff and then all of a sudden it's like no this is really bad timing but it's it's dead serious it's like wow on April Fool's Day mm-hmm. just let April twenty Fools. people go yeah. True, true, true. So, but, but yeah. Anyway, uh, this weekend unions. Yeah, unions though. So, like I said, they're they're good things. They are good things. The obviously small scales, like personal, like businesses, like small businesses, unions are probably not the best thing. But when you're dealing with eBay, who is a multi-million billion dollar company, they bought, even though they're just a platform technically, they got so much it's, fucking. It's, yeah. When when you have Amazon, Ford, I mean, like all these big corporations, unions are important. Yeah, hundred percent. Because they they will you got they will peeps. work you to death, not give you anything, and take everything away. I think you got the be- the most experience out of all, all of us working for Case New Holland because they're a fucking global organization. They're owned by Fiat. Are they really? Yeah, the yeah, engines so are Fiat. Even know that bigger. Yeah, right into my Fiat. Yeah, so can I get a can I get a can I get an engine in my little big cat here? That's really powerful. But no, the, when you're dealing with worldwide or even just nationwide companies like that, unions are important. Yes. Yeah. Um, because like I said, they will work you to death, give you pennies, and take everything away. If if you were you guys listening to that, was it the Alabama Amazon case or was it Pennsylvania? Like where where the first amazon warehouse actually unionized arkansas anyway alabama anyways there's this long ordeal and amazon tactics were degrading and belittling people who wanted to do the union they're like yo the union's stupid and you're stupid if you want to be part of the union kind of thing just like stupid tactics like that like that's just like a generalization of it like it's it's me paraphrasing like what amazon was doing to make sure people did not vote for having a union it's it's what they do it's to get those who are not quote unquote smart or well street smart yeah to hey i probably shouldn't do this weird it's something like 
what our politicians do to basically generalize people of the United States. That's why the politics. That's why politicians don't want to, unions. Yeah. Like government when, doesn't want unions. When when you have when you have people that are actually taking care of people that don't fully comprehend all, and it's not like it's not like you can comprehend what's going on because it's like you can comprehend it. Fucking unions, fucking politi- politics, fucking insurance, all that shit. They make it harder for you to understand. So you sit there scratching your head to be like. Wait, how does this work? And ninety-five percent of the time, they don't understand. And they don't because there's so many guidelines, so many loopholes, so many things. Yeah. Yep. So everyone's just like their 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 flat response is like, I just want this to work this way, and they're like, Well, if you do it this way without a union, it'll work that way that you think it will. It's like, no, no, fucking just get a union, make sure. (laughs) But this weekend, this weekend unions and economics. Yeah. It it becomes a lawyer battle between union and company. Dude, it's such a shitty place to be in because, like, if you get in a position like that, you're going to have to hire a lawyer. And, like, I don't know. I guess I don't know if a a lawyer would do something like that pro bono, but that's money out of your pocket. And if you're in, like, a warehouse position, like, you're already not – you're you're like dancing oh, around well, the, the livable that's, wage. That's the thing. The, shit, so. the union has its lawyers. Yeah. yeah. So and, the <clears throat> union, you, the union can afford the lawyers because the one or the team of lawyers covers everyone's cases. So yep. anyone who's in the union, that lawyer deals with or covers. Yep. They so take it's not all like, their stuff and It's not like you're taking the lawyer out personally to cover your work cases. Your union covers that but if you don't have a union well if you don't have a union that then requires you're just SOL. yeah you need like multiple people to band together to try to get a union started but that's also a lot of work did you guys see the professor one of the professor's recent videos within the last two weeks where he had elish norn on oh like yeah. like his office hours <laughs> series yeah that was really cool and that one was that one was talking about uh unions and stuff in there and the whole script was written by spiced eight rack who is very pro union person mm-hmm. and uh, has it, it was very enjoyable i'll make sure to link that down below so you guys can can watch that if you want it's just kind of like fun uh the the mentality of like elish norn just wanting to give her <laughs> her workers jet skis when they never asked for a jet ski, yeah. I feel like that embodies also like, what too a that, company that cosplay of Elish Norm was pretty fucking dope too. It, they, they did a fucking great job on that. Have it's, you seen this? No, I'm but gonna have it, to show you because I think just, you will enjoy the fuck out of this, just, Danny. It just uh, I saw memes. I can't remember where it was. I think it was on Facebook or maybe it was Discord. But it's it's a union meme where it's like, hey, we're, the union's asking for, hey, we want time off. Then the company back, you know what? Here's a pizza party. <laughs> Here's a pizza party. Yeah. But we wanted time off, but we got you pizza. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, pizza does not equate time off. Exactly. Yeah. Pizza delicious. Yes. Pizza time off. Oh, we're, no. we're working seven days a week, 12 hour days. Perfect. Oh, here, here's a pizza for your time. Yeah. yeah. No, no, that's that, just not that, worth it. That was, that was case. That's, yeah. oh my God. And they're fucking pushing. So I, I, I told well, you I'm doing like a job search. They're pushing hardcore. Like they got like a what a five k sign on bonus or a three k four k I think four k four k. They got a big sign on bonus, and I'm like, Danny didn't have anything good to say about that. <laughs> it's yeah, it's not no, it's not uh, yeah no. You you would not like working there. I don't think I would either. You're too tall. <laughs> too tall. Yeah, you're no, too that, tall. No, that that 
I'm serious. You're too tall. Yeah, dude. Hunching over is a big thing. You want to be like 5'8", five, 5'7", five, to I, work in a factory. I am not that. Just remember out there, if you're not a tall person, there are some benefits to not being tall. Yes, One of them are. being you can fit in places that big, tall people don't fit. Uh, one Also, you can sit in nice cars, too, <laughs> and don't have to worry about being like, oh, this is a nice car, but I can't drive it because my legs hurt. Dude, being tall, one of the things that I, one of my favorite pictures I ever took was on my honeymoon to Massachusetts. We managed to get like the emergency air seats or whatever. So we're yeah. right next to the door. And I had like leg room for days. So baby. much leg room. I took a picture and it's like, I'm not cramped. This is why you, this is why you purchase your seats. You don't just purchase a ticket, you pick your seats on airplanes. I want to be the emergency door opener every time. Yeah. Oh, so I, I, I got there. give me that leg room. I got emer- yeah. when I went to Vegas. I got an emergency row, nice aisle seat. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah, I I Comfy. literally picked my seat. Had that same spot there and back. Danny's just sitting there the whole time, being like, "Ooh, this is what first class and, must be like." And I'm not, I'm not honestly, I'm not that tall. I'll take those, but peanuts. it's still peanuts and a soda, please. Sounds good. Oh well, yeah, economy. no. That's that's too fucking expensive. <laughs> no, yeah. I will say that, that on a side note for this whole time about plane stuff, I would love to one day ride in a really nice first class. Just once. Delta. I don't care. Delta has Delta has a pretty nice first class depending on where you're going, but yeah, I the, just, the, one the, day I the, want that. That's the, all I want. The executive first class, those are like the overseas flights. Well, I'm not going overseas or anything like that. One one flying pro tip that I can I can recommend is when when I last time I was on the plane was for my honeymoon. Uh, I'm a very talkative guy, as we all know. My wife, no, to to her guessed. to to her chagrin, <laughs> I talk so much, and so we're we're in the plane on uh, getting ready to go, and you know the the stewardesses and stuff, they're like talking and shit, and I'm telling them, you know what we're doing, I'm like yeah, we're going to our honeymoon, and they're like, oh my god, a honeymoon? We got a lunchbox worth of free alcohol. <laughs> Hey man! Because of saying that shit, hey, that's legitimate. You make friends with this flight attendants; they'll they'll take care of you. They, oh, will they, take they care took of care of me. We got so many shooters. Unfortunately, Maddie's not much of a drinker, so it was my benefit. So, so, so Matt s- got a lot of shooters. So speaking, <laughs> so speaking of alcohol, uh, so a friend of mine who I play pool with on a regular basis, he's a uh, platinum member for Delta. Fucking like wow. beast. Well, good he, for he, him. He, well, his his what former his, his former job. He was flying a lot because he was. I can't remember what exactly he did. Um, or he did audits for a lot oh. of different companies, or whatever. So he flew a lot. So that's why he's Delta Platinum. Well, first class is free for him for upgrades, whatever. Uh, he was talking about um one year him and another buddy uh, went to Vegas for pool. They drink Delta out of alcohol. Holy fuck. What? Him and, and his those buddy. Those are pretty fucking stacked they, they, planes, They too. drank Delta. They're from, they, they're, they're they're from, from North, Fargo. Yeah, from North Dakota. Okay, so they got the, El- they they, got the they, North Dakota liver in they them. Drink, they drank <laughs> Delta out of alcohol. That's impressive. Yeah. That, mind that, that you, guys, my mind, hero. Mind you, they were drinking doubles, and the moment they had their one, they ordered the next. Still though, that well, these That's guys, a lot of these, alcohol, these guys drink like that every time they shoot pool. 
So I, I like I've seen it. And but, you're just sitting there like, oh my god, my liver hurts. <laughs> yeah, no, they're 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 veterans because they they're well. I think they're both well. Yeah, they're both over fifty, so they're they're oh, veterans. Yeah, 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 yeah. But um, anyway, anyways. moving along, Hasbro reports. <laughs> moving along, right. another company that needs nothing, unions. Nothing. Oh, Jesus, here we go. Hasbro reports this week in economics with this week in MTG. We're gonna learn you something. You're you're gonna hear a lot of opinions, <laughs> or you just want to drink and drink, forget yeah, about drink. it. Drink, drink with us every time we fucking shit on a company. There you you're go. gonna be you're gonna be waterfalling this <clears> whole episode. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, not the whole episode. We didn't like do any poo pooing on the on the boggle desk. Should we rewind like no tape no over that? oh that was good. We'll leave that as a good thing. <laughs> so we've we've already been all right for, uh, since Big G is not here. Our resident Hasbro stock man isn't here. He sent over the as of the close of a market today. Look at the Hasbro stock. Presently, Hasbro stocks are sitting at $59.10. Now, for the reason we are talking about this, is being brought up. <coughs> this is like a weird sentence. So I just want I just want to make it clear. Matt this has week, a hard time. No, no, no. This typing. week, I did not type up the show notes. This was Gareth that typed up this week. Just the Hasbro? Or no, all of, all, all of the notes. <clears throat> that was Gareth this week. Hmm, that makes sense. Wow. But some of it's not so uh, I know. out of place. The teacher. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. My, my day yesterday was not meant for typing notes. There's a lot of other shit going on. So fair. All right. Uh, good old Hasbro is at it again with trying to suck dry their current billion proper property. He fucking missed a goddamn spelling and changed the word. Missed yeah. two letters. God damn it. Let's property. Ra- let's rag on him so hard. Garrett. You also forgot the word dollar. Yeah. All right, Garrett, you're not going to be better than Matt. You're just as okay as Matt at writing stuff. <laughs> I'm also not throwing my hat in the ring to write things because I want to be real honest. It's much easier for me just to ad lib than it is to actually write something down as a thought. I mean, I have thoughts, but we'll never get the paper done. Um, anyways, all right, they're a billion dollar property while some of the other properties they own are falling short. In the article from Hipsters of the Coast, they talk about how things went in the fourth quarter of 2022 for Watsy and Hasbro. I'm kind of knowing how this all goes anyways. (laughs) Uh, Wizards of the Coast had a phenomenal fourth quarter in 22 with an estimated revenue of $339 million, up 22% year over year. For the entirety of 22, Wizards' revenue grew to an estimated $1.33 billion. All those secret layers. Yeah, B, big B. An increase of 3% year over year. However, the rest of Hasbro didn't fare as well. As a company, Hasbro's preliminary 22 revenue came to around $5.86 billion, which is down 9% from 21. Revenue of its consumer products segment fell from 10% from year over year, while its entertainment segment was down 12% when compared to 21. As a result of this, Hasbro announced that they will be laying off around 1,000 of their employees, or approximately 15% of their total global workforce. There is not a report about what divisions will be affected by these layoffs. But yeah, they... Watch 5% of that magic people. They they had a big drop. I do want to say, we talked about this a few months ago. Also, they... Sorry for the people that are losing their jobs. Yes. Because no one likes losing jobs. Get a union. (laughs) Yeah, get a union for Hasbro, please. Uh, one of the big things here is this is just Hasbro in general, not yep. just Watsy. So well, no, Watsy's not losing anybody. 
Watsi's not losing anybody. That's confirmed because it doesn't say what divisions are affected by these layoffs. Well, Watsi's the only one of all the things that Hasbro owns that made money. Watch, watch Hasbro will take like ten percent of Wizards. Well, you gotta, like, you, you know, gotta rob Peter to pay Paul. Okay. Well, one of the things I want to say here is is that a few months ago we did talk about the release or the Hasbro selling of E1 Entertainment, and yeah. I don't know if that uh, when that fully goes through, if that is going to count towards whatever amount of this uh, layoff and stuff with E1 because it's going to be, I don't know, it's going to be fucking something. And if I recall correctly, I think Hasbro, when they sold E1 or were in the process of selling E1, they still have like affiliation with whoever buys it. So maybe like the layoffs are just like transitioning from Hasbro to whoever now owns E1 kind of a thing. But yeah, no, I'll, I doesn't, and, and I just went the article really fast. It has nothing saying like anything to do with like specific sectors. So like it's global, but I'll be honest, like there's, they're not gonna lay off anyone from Wizards. Wizards making them money, which means they're fine. Yeah. I would I would assume. I'm not gonna say it is for sure, but I would assume that if you have a golden goose that keeps making the fucking money, you uh well you're gonna milk you it beat, for some more you eggs. Beat that goose. <laughs> you beat that fucking goose for some more eggs. But I don't think that I'm pretty sure it's gonna be from their other divisions. And it's a, and and like I said, I'm not saying it's okay to lay off people. I get it's part of a business. It's a part of what happens in business. Like we have yeah. to, you have to expect that. But like, and I feel bad for the people who lose their jobs. That's terrible. No one wants to lose their job. No one wants to feel insecure. The good news is they can apply for unemployment at that point. And you can. That depends on the state. Oh yeah, I but guess, uh, that's but the why bigger union. But the bigger thing is, is that they're going to be pulling a thousand employees off the work from the entirety of their stuff so like i said it's not a good thing but the reality is like you're only going to take a small chunk away like it's okay and most likely with a lot of businesses when they do this type of stuff too it's a lot of they downsize and reallocate things to be like okay we have this maybe one team that we use for something that we look back and look at the data and say like this isn't really producing us anything spectacular so maybe we should just cut this and it happens but the fun the funny thing is though they actually cut the workers and not where the money's at true which is the other part of it which which is usually the leads or the presidents of that division that is yes. fucking it up but, but making but a million then, dollars a year what are, what well, are their, but that's because they're vested in so well are their bonuses gonna equivalent to what that 15 percent layoff is you think nope they're gonna no, no, the CEOs and stuff. They're no, like, they're, they're going to get they're, a bonus for all this work. Yeah, well, yeah, they're work. they're going to get fifteen percent extra <laughs> exactly. because they don't have to pay the the other fifteen percent. Yeah, but realistically, in a in a I mean, like in a real world sense of what would make sense would be like Danny says, you actually just cut the leader out because they're the ones that fucked it up. But that, like I said, you can't do it though because they're vested. <laughs> Do you, do you think that there's any like and they and they and they took the time out of their busy yacht riding, champagne drinking lives and family time that just always exists to help out these teams. You say with such a stern, serious voice in your face. <laughs> yes. So so that, that was a running joke, in case. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. Our, you. our our wonderful leader looks out the window at the top top floor of his office. Hmm. You know what's like, looking at him like, hey, they should work faster, they should work harder. 
bought the just sits up there in his AC. I was just talking with like, I was just talking with a coworker today. He, my uh, my coworker got offered a job in like a similar uh, sector of work and stuff, and uh, he was saying <laughs> that uh, when when people around their their uh, their work site heard that he was offered the job, they're like, "This is wonderful. We're not going to have a manager that's going to be looking out their window saying <laughs> you should work faster." Instead, because my my coworker is that guy, he can't. He can't sit still. He's the he guy who's to actually do the doing fucking work, work yeah. and shit. And he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna be doing this." And like, I know people might think that it's like, "Yeah, you're just saying that," but no, this my coworker is that guy. He mm-hmm. literally cannot stay still. He is already uh, back into real life, uh, real life fucking talk here. He's getting shit on by my current company. He's just getting bypassed with all of his fucking efficient decisions that have made the company money. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And they're like, nah, this egotistic money, money, money. narcissist is going to be, money. we're going to be listening to this cunt over here instead. But uh, that's, uh, that's, that's real that, life talk. It's because of those people, the company's dying. <laughs> yeah. See, I want to be that guy that stands up in the window staring down and everyone thinking that, what I'm trying to tell them, and be really like, I wonder if they noticed I put Crestables, Uncrestables <laughs> in the vending machines that work for them. Deep, deep thoughts with Anthony. <laughs> just, just, just me. Fun. I would totally do that. I would just be sitting Funny there thing. looking Funny. out, being like all stern, just be like, oh, I wonder if they noticed I changed this in the bathrooms. I, ironically, Case has crustables in their vending machines. <laughs> Fucking right. And funny thing is, that's what Case does. Like, hey, we, we improved here. I mean, that's but, what but, every but here, company does. But though. here's the thing you didn't work, you didn't improve our work life. You didn't work. You didn't improve how we work, or how fast we can work, or okay, how I, easy our work yeah. is. Yeah, I mean, okay. So this is bringing up a lot of stuff of like what I dealt with before I left, <laughs> mm-hmm. too. So like, so yep. a very small side thing was, um, and like I said, I as an overall thing, I had no problem doing the job I did. I loved it actually mm-hmm. more than people realized. Like being a correctional officer was something that was really unique and cool, and was an experience that, <clears throat> like, sometimes people don't understand me as a person and say like, well, it doesn't seem like you know as much about the world as you think you would. It's like, I do. I just don't talk about it. But like, that was the, that was one of the things that I really appreciated was my views on things were able to be expanded even farther than I already had expanded them originally. And I was like, this is really interesting. Like if I was in a different position of learning things, like this is the way I feel like everyone should come in to learn what happens with people. Like from a stance of psychology and stuff, like this is the avenue you go. This you don't come in as a psychologist student or a psychology student. You should come in in a correctional stance so you can see something different. But that's again, that's me thinking outside the box of normal stuff. But well, it's just like police; <clears throat> they should come in as correction officers. Yes, two, that is actually one hundred percent of the time. Then a two-year degree, and then they're on the streets. That is one hundred percent, and that's actually one of the biggest things that um, our our warden at the time before I left, like he. And actually, the warden, when I started, because it was a different guy that did was that that was his biggest push that he had at Jamestown College was when he was in his class teaching about corrections. That was the biggest thing he said was, before you go into the police force and HP and all this stuff, like, you should work somewhere at a correctional center to see what it's like. Because that way, you can develop different skills that just by going into something like that, it's almost the sense of like, hey, Matt, let's go join the army. You, and go fight. And then it's like, but you don't understand why you're fighting. You're just fighting to fight. 
and I'm not saying anything wrong about the military, but I mean, like, that's kind of the belief system that becomes the thing is like, you're there just to do a job, but like, when you have to deal with people, and like, especially like in the sense of like what, like, I talked about a lot of time was like our home front defense plan always is really poor. And I mean, don't worry, the, the home front defense plan for everything in around the world is always poor because crime is tough. But like dealing with people and taking care of people, it's really a lot more like you see it with the issues of schools. You see it with our police force, correctional centers and stuff. I mean, and even rehab centers and all that type of stuff. It's hard. But that was the thing that was really cool about it. now. The more important part that I was trying to get to <laughs> that wasn't talking about a job that if you want to experience something, give it a shot. Not for everybody. But like the we're trying to do stuff that's better. Like so, what we had which was a big issue that I was very upset about the whole time was it was when Burgum came into being our governor. You know, whatever, nothing against him. It's just there's just that time period. He came in and he put out this massive uh, state employee wide uh, review of just like. What's your stance on these questions? Like, ask you all these questions. How do you feel about these things? Do you feel safe in your workplace? On like, da 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 da. Do you feel all this? And so it was good. It was a good, like, survey review, asking good questions and trying to find a way for every department for the state to figure out what could you change, right? Or what what do what employees like are worried about, right? So, and like, my biggest issue I had was. Like we did this survey in the summer and then for our site, we had our like end of year, like meeting that goes with all the staff and we didn't, we spent less than five minutes talking about the importance of the major things that were like our top six priorities, which like time off and money are always going to be your number one and two, mm-hmm. whatever, vice versa. And those are things that like, because I, I, I had a coworker that was upset about it. It was like, why well, don't they pay us? And I said, like, the problem is, like, yes, time and money are very important. The reality, though, of, like, what your job is in the comparison to time and money, that makes a big thing. The money side of it is it goes along the same with, like, teachers. and so, Like, important jobs that are required to keep society functioning, we should probably pay them more. <laughs> That's a needed thing. And I'll tell you right now, I can hear Garrett applauding from across the, I, uh, across he the is. city. He, he probably is. And he should be. But that's the reality of like, like North Dakota is actually one of the better correctional, like state run correctional, like designs for your state employees. Cause otherwise a lot of other states you go to, their corrections are owned and operated by private companies. So they get paid really well, but that doesn't mean you get trained to teach people to be good to people really well. Yeah. So there's your downside things, but it's it's like one of those things where it's like government oversight could be an effective thing when it's like, oh, government's supposed to care for the people and not for the profits. No, no, <laughs> government oversight is bad to a degree. Um, like government, when, when, it, when it comes to when it, when it comes when it comes wow. to when it comes to you the private when it comes to the private sector, government oversight should not be a thing. Yeah, to a degree. No, like, it should not be a thing uh, in the private a free, sector. A free and regulated in the private sector, it should not, not be. A, it should not be a thing. 
So you're saying that we shouldn't have in, like in the regulations of what like a standard should be for like well-being, health, what kind of product you're putting out. We should have whatever Joe Schblo fucking coming out with a sham wow that'll give you cancer or a fucking Tim, that, that's, Tim that, John that, that comes so here, out here's, with the education here's, of here's like, the, oh, we here's beat the thing, puppies, though, so I beat a person. That's that's a public sector. Man, like that's public. Puppies. Yeah, I, I get that. But it's when you're talking about... I, I just lost the train of my thought, but government regulations. Thanks a lot, man. Yeah, <laughs> but anyways, fucked. we've been in visiting for long enough. Uh, we should move along. <laughs> yeah, it, this this weekend real life we've, talk. We've Holy been shit. live for an hour now. Well, don't worry, we'll wrap it up real fast here. Point. The point is, like, I'm gonna finish my part because we know Matt's gonna take five hours to read this next part. The point is, the the next, the four main things that most places and most people should be the most concerned about. Security with your job. So, like, what happens if something happens to me? Is my job still there? Do I feel safe like my job will take care of me? And then the other two was, you know, providing the ability to expand your abilities or your positions in a sense. And also, if I have the schooling, can I get the jobs that I want to go after? This is why you need unions. This is why, yes, once again, this reiterates back into the importance of unions. But minus the fact that if you work for a state government in certain states... That don't have the ability to unionize, you're shit out of luck. That's why you need to change those laws. So uh, let us know if you want a, a a podcast of us just talking about this shit. I would rather not do that. <laughs> yeah, no. I I have dealt enough <laughs> this, with that. This has been long enough. Yeah. So we're gonna move on to the next part, and we're not gonna. We'll listen, nip, we'll listen we're to Matt talk. Get stuck. We're gonna talk about some magic. Okay. Magic. Magic. News. Not unions. No well, more unions this time. But speaking of unions, here's the union Frexens. <laughs> Frexia. All hey, that's the best union of all. Hey, we, I, we I, have your title for this episode. I imagine that their health care is phenomenal. You they get, don't need health care. You get robot yeah, arms for you don't free. need you <laughs> don't need health care. You have when no you're reason completed. to worry about your health. If you you're die, robot. if you die, they'll bring you back anyways. You're fine. Frexians have the best health care. They have interchangeable parts. They'll take care of you. It's like coming down and getting <laughs> yourself a free car wash. Come on down to New Phyrexia. Well, after that depressing tidbit of news, how about something fun? Straight from Twitter itself, and specifically, yes, even Pacific. Again, this is Garrett that wrote this. <clears throat> Account MTG. At MTGJP, there is a bit of fun of promotional work being done at the All Will Be One pre-release event coming to Japan. Frexia, total unity. Uh, Yamanote line car advertising vehicle is running until February 12th. Discover a hidden vehicle with only one formation. Ultra-long advertisements of the Shinjuku Station Metro Promenade are also completed from the regular version depending on the angle. This promotion is available until February 5th. So, essentially what this is, is they just got some uh, decal wrap around some train cars through their... Well, not just train cars. They also have it like in the station areas. Like I'm looking through the pictures. Yeah. like They have it on their poster walls and stuff like it's this is pretty cool in their in their commuting area of magic all will be one so go japan for being badass with that shit. awesome uh do do want to note another thing it was shown that japan is also getting these awesome uh anime inspired token cards uh yeah. christian christian from the discord showed off some of them i didn't find the link for that i'll find the link for that later 
but put uh, it in the discord and yeah. this episode for yes. everybody but uh speaking of new cards this one was not added into the notes here but we got to talk about this is the secret layers yes the secret layers oh they're so good money grabs hey quiet danny we like this stuff well hasbro has to make their money somewhere if it yeah, supports Watts Young, $1.3 billion dollar company because, for some Because reason. they don't have enough Monopoly variants. They need to make variants of okay. Magic cards. K- K- well, that's a better thing to make variants of anyways. There was a thought, or there, there was a post that I was reading talking about. Oh, boy, about, I got him off topic. That, that, was talk, that was talking about, so we talked about the OGL and how all that shit has been going down. We haven't updated last week, but I guess quick update now is Watsy completely retracted yep. everything. They said, that was just a draft. That wasn't something we were actually thinking about after like <laughs> so many people cut off their D&D Beyond subscriptions and shit like that. Yep. Like money moves fucking companies. Hasbro? Hasbro did not Watsy. Not Watsy. Hasbro, Hasbro did that. Yes, my bad. Correction. Correction. Hasbro. Hasbro. So... Um, yeah, people, bro. <laughs> yeah, bro. Uh, people were saying that the only reason why something this effective was able to happen in the D and D community, like the D and D community being able to step up and be like, yep. actually bully Hasbro, Watsi. wasn't bu- wasn't bullying Hasbro. It was like, hey, yeah, we're we're we're, we're not <laughs> we're bullying. D- we're, we're, d- we're telling you, yeah. the moment you do yeah. this, we are done. Because they have something to back up on to we come in Pathfinder you, as where magic you, you know oh. what there's no magic you, you know what Matt? Paizo did the, such a great the job with that too. D community acted like a union and told their bosses, <laughs> fuck no. And you there's, know what their bosses did? They they backed off. Fucking they went back into their little this is why den, you need licking unions. their licking their wounds. Let's just go to the Phyrexian arena and have a battle. Fucking Hasbro's gonna lose every time. Fucking right. Fucking right. Every yeah. Fucking time. Hasbro's Jace. We have Rosca. We're stabbing Jace. <laughs> I I prefer more the Phyrexian arena fight of Koth fighting a Phyrexian monster. We'll give that multiple one too. monsters. Well, yeah, you fight a lot of them. Or if you want to go back to the way way back where Gerard Caption decapitates Urza, I mean, well, that's how it works. Fucking done in the Phyrexian arena. Back with all, the Ogmoth, All yeah. will be one in the Phyrexian arena. Come join the union. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the There's secret layers. So many fucking like I know. possible title names for this episode. No, we I will like think it of one. the union of unions. The union of unions. All will be one. <laughs> okay, so we got the we got the union the, of all. We got the winner super drop shown up here. Of one. They showcased everything that is going to be here. Uh, typically, we kind of like do a little more in depth kind of talk about these bundles next time we're gonna we're just gonna lightly <laughs> that's the thought cast no gla- <laughs> that's not the thought cast glaze over that i don't care about that first up we have the showcase all will be one step and complete edition which has the step and complete foiling that you're gonna find in collector boosters yep. of these are the shiny ones one. with the phyrexian symbol that is rainbowing over when you do in the light so it's really cool Cards in there are Phyrexian Unlife, Phyrexian Crusader, Plague Engineer, Urtai the Corrupted, Glissa the Traitor, all for $49.99. And it's only in this version. You don't get a non-foil version of the yeah. stepping complete. Which is fine. Next up, uh, we talked about this one, was the Phyrexian Faves foil. And these are Phyrexian Language, Blighted Agent, Kirk, Son of Yagmoth, Glistener Elf, Battle... Batter Skull. Batter, Batter Skull and Ink Moth Nexus, both in foil, non-foil. Foils, thirty nine ninety nine. Non-foils, 
$29.99. Which would be the same price for all the foils and non-foil stuff. So yes. I think they should have kept their Frexian, Frexian text for the Planeswalkers or the Praetors and not put them on creatures that are not one or the other. Yeah, but how am I supposed to make my Phyrexian deck more Phyrexian if not everything oh, is I, in Oh, I, I understand that, but it's still the fact that the Phyrexians, mm. unless you're a big-name Phyrexian, shouldn't have Phyrexian text. Yeah, but did, if you're a big-name Phyrexian, you know more than one language than Phyrexian, though. I was about to say, did you know that on the Mothership, they actually posted an article? Yes, Talking, I was reading to, about that this weekend to show you how to speak Phyrexian and they how to came spell up, Phyrexian. Yeah, they're and they were going to put out the alphabet. Yeah, and it's all it's, it's all there. Up there. I was, well, I'm sure it. they were waiting for this set to do it because oh, they were yeah. they were talking about that uh, on think, the preview the preview yeah, of the yeah, set. They did. They had the the gal on there that. Yep, talked, she was talking she was, about. She was the head of uh, helping design for that team of yep. everything and, like, language. Her speaking it. Oh. Yeah, so it she, sounds so she good. hinted to the fact that they're going to release it eventually, right. just like and Klingon for the Star Trek nerds. And here we are. Is Frexy the Klingon of magic? It is. It is. <laughs> I love it. No, 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 no. Phyrexians are the Borg of what it's, Star Trek is. The Borg. language love, though, is like Klingon. Yeah, that, that's what he meant. Oh, okay. I thought we were talking about... No, like, not the actual like, creature yeah, types. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, language. He, I was going to say, or, language S, yes, is the Klingon stuff, Yes, but overall stance of like what they are like is the Borg. This is magic, not Star Trek, <clears throat> sir. You brought up Star Trek stuff, okay? <laughs> to clarify for him. Next up, we Doesn't have matter. Draw Your Hand, which has a foil and non-foil, same price as before. These are art done by Rope Arrow. Who I don't know. It's it's very cartoon esque and it looks really cool in my opinion. But these cards yeah. are Eldrazi, Conscription, Deafening Silence, Counterbalance, and Bruna Light of Alabaster. They're all done. Uh, it says poster style, so picture those. Um, it's my it's, my concerts on Saturday. Can you show up or the party hard, shred harder kind of? It's more of the. Yeah. What's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. I know what you're trying uh, to say, but I can't think of it either. Psychedelic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do have to say, though, I like that with the Deafening Silence, they actually made that a Phyrexian design. Yeah, they did. Which is cool. Yeah, more of the... <clears throat> but then I saw that, though, and I was really sad, and I was like, but well, I wish all these would be Phyrexian designs. Well, but I'm like, it doesn't make sense if you do that, though. Well, no. you got you got <clears throat> foreign clocks. Uh, if you scroll up. Yeah, Vorn. Oh, no, yeah, it's, no, it's Eldrazi, Eldrazi Construction. So they gave that an Ulamog esque look slash whoever, which is really poor, poor little goblin. I suppose. Yeah. Children. And then, uh, yeah, you got your Frexian style for that. Um, Counterbalance is old school design magic kind of look. I'm just on your brass head, and then you have Elish Norn in that one right there, sort of. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have Bruna. And Bruna. <laughs> and these have like the mana costs kind of like all throughout the card there. So you're yeah. not going to be. Able it's to more see. of a psychedelic art. Yeah. Still cool. Still looks good. Uh, oh, no. What's it? What's the name? Uh, Lisa Frank. Lisa Frank fans oh, be yeah. hyped. The yeah. 90s binder experience is the next one in a foil and non foil as well. These have borderless. Arts for Alms Collector, Crested Sun Mare, Gorklaw Terror of Kalsima, Rin and Siri Inseparable, and Exotic Orchard. 
Oh, <laughs> I love, I love the gore claw, and I oh, I love Care that one bears. so much. I'm gonna have to get this one actually. This looks really good, and I love the crested sun mare. Yeah, the it, fucking unicorn of it, death. Pretty much. Well, it's not a unicorn though. It's actually they, it's they a horse. Chris's I mean, Summer is a horse, not a I unicorn. I know it's that. Sir. I know that, but the thing is, she did a lot of things with unicorns too. It's a rainbow unicorn. But, but this, okay, so this ain't actually Lisa Frank stuff. Just to make it clear, the artist is Paul Mayfor. But he Mayfion, Mayfion, Paul Mayfion. So, like when I say Probably like Lisa, Mafion. yeah, Lisa Frank esque. Yeah. 90s you think of not when you think of 90s of colorful things 90s cartoons and not cartoons but just like in your general sense oh, of like yeah. your, your notebooks and your your trapper keepers and all that stuff like from the 90s lisa yep. frank made this type of stuff so he's paying an awesome homage candy to the land. 90s happiness of what Ooh, we all remember as kids candy land yes. well that one is candy land yeah, yeah. <laughs> so orchard. thanks to him fucking ice fucking nice next up we have city styles done in foil and non-foil these have borderless sakashima the imposter massacre girl azusa lost but seeking tasa karlov and paradise mantle these are very i don't know like uh modern anime style art yeah manga manga sorry manga Manga, cyberpunkish yeah A lot of that stuff. Um, all of them are very well. It's actually well. It's not even cyberpunk. It's actually very modern. It's just modern Japanese style stuff, which is really mm-hmm. cool. I, I like mean, it. The closest thing maybe to yeah, I don't no, know if you can count no, that. It's just, Sakashima the Imposter there. Yeah, but. it's still beautiful though. They all it look does flipping amazing. They do look great. That massacre girl. Massacre Moving girl. She's along. gonna massacre those games. All, all them uh, goth girl simps, goth girlfriend simps. Yep. You're going to love that. Yep. Oh, I missed the uh, the snakes. Snakes. We need the professor to yeah. <laughs> talk about this. <laughs> so. uh, also in a traditional foil and non-foil, this one you're going to find Borderless Hex Drinker, Lotus Cobra, Shishiro the Anointed, Ice Fang Quaddle, and Stone Coil Serpent. All snakes depicting... Different art from different artists in different styles. Yeah, this is a good one. It's it's they're all very good. Uh, I'm a fan. <laughs> I like the Ice Fang Quaddle because it kind of has like cartoony esque uh, human. <laughs> That's getting fucking almost gonna get impaled by a snake holding an icicle. Yeah. No, they're all good. I like this one a lot too. I mean, this is for super drops. Like this is actually a really good super drop overall for everyone. Every item on the docket. And then you have uh, some artist series stuff. Yep. Uh, surprisingly, only one artist series. Last time yeah. we had like three yeah. artist series. This time That's we only okay. got one. And this is Sam Burley, a heavyweight magic artist. Sam Burley comes in with making... These are non-borderless. like They're just traditional looking magic Brilliant cards. cards. Foil, non-foil. Uh, Braid of Fire. Of note, it's first like quote-unquote official reprint outside of being on the list one time. The list. The list. Because it was only printed in yeah. uh, not Ice Age, Cold Snap. Yeah, Cold Snap. Only Came out Cold Snap. snap. Uh, Coffee Hammer, which is the third set to the Ice Age block. There we go. Uh, Master of the Wild Hunt and Carthus, Tyrant of Jund. Yeah, so again, some Sam Burley art and like I mean, Sam Burley does, like this stuff beautiful. is good. That Master of the Hunt though is <laughs> so it's sick, so good. Like Super Cyber Warrior with the Cyber Wolves, the Carthus or the. Was it Carthus? Yeah. Carthus. Carthus is really cool. You can see Koth in a different version of fighting. Um, and then, of course, 
I think the coolest part, though, is actually that Braze of Fire that has a really cool kind of feel from uh, Avatar The Last Airbender with the dragons on the giant uh, thing, you know? Yes. That's really, I, I think that's an awesome piece right there. Sam Burley knocked it out of the park with these four yeah. pieces here. Um, a couple other notable ones that some people might know. Uh, he did a lot of the snarls in Strixhaven. Yep, he's got uh, he's very some good shock lands. He does a lot of land stuff. Yeah. He's got shock lands. He's got things from multiple different things of that type of variance, fetch lands, all that. Um, oh, man, you should really... He's got a lot of creature stuff. I mean, he does a lot of stuff with Theros too. He had a lot of really good art that creatures. you know. It's he's got a very Raymond Swanlin type thing where it's a lot to do with like motion going on inside the picture. So like it's kind of a nice look to it, and that's and, you know. It, so you get a lot of that. Um, he has some good fucking art under his belt here. Supreme oh, yeah. Verdict, Glory Bringer. You know the Great, the great Aurora. Aurora. Yeah, remember Sam, that, Danny? Sam Burley. What? You remember the Great Aurora from a couple weeks ago? No, that was fucking. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it does the same thing. But no, that was, no, that that was the week after. Oh, you, was that not part of that game? No, that was when you weren't a part of. Okay. That was my Lands Matters deck, and then I played the Great Aurora, Aurora the week after we had the Warp World incident. <laughs> yeah, there we go. No, I did Lord. nothing. That's all. I'm. I'm. I did nothing. It happens. I did nothing wrong. Okay. So there's your secret lair. It's actually live now, and it's going until it has how much time on it? 55 days, 4 hours, 47 minutes at the time of so recording. So take your time figuring out what you want the most. Yeah. They have bundles. They got a the Profits Predict Everything bundle for almost $400 that gets you everything uh, the foil bundle just gets you the foils, and that's almost 250 The non-foil bundle gets you all the non-foils for 150 Yeah. Yeah. Nice. All right. All right, moving along. We got to go us. to the counter currency because we are really over time. Yeah. I want to talk about my infinite, or not really infinite, just say. It's in the counter currency. Is we'll it? talk about there. Is it? Yes. Are you talking about the quest? No. Yeah, that's oh, what's your one infinite? of them. It's in. It's in there. Just no, no. no. What's your What's your infinite? We'll just go to this, and I'll talk to. Listen, here. Matt. Did you read it this week? I'm trying to remember. Did I read it this week? I don't think you did. Come on, computer. It's right there. Winners. Let's see. Let's make sure I see. These three before. Okay, Quest of Flame. I don't think I read this one. Okay, cool. We're going to go over the Conjured Currency this time and talk about the weekly winners of the article that came out on the 26th of January. To start off with, also to mention, this is from MTG Stocks, one of the popular websites that we use a lot of the time to talk about cards that are going up in price and going down in price, as well as things you should probably pick up, things you should look at, consider, blah, 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 all that shtick that usually Garrett says and I'm not good at remembering. So we're going to move on and get right away to the Top three cards that are moving on up. Number one this week is Quest for the Pure Flame. This is a card that is at $2.79. It has a 549% increase um, from where it was before. Uh, this so one. Dirt cheap. This, yeah, they're still kind of dirt cheap too, though. Were dirt cheap, like real dirt cheap before. Um, this is one that Danny did talk about with some cards from Olive Will Be One. 
Um, this isn't the combo I was talking about. I know. We're going to get to that. All right. But uh, this is – so we're not playing no game with this one because <laughs> this one doesn't have a dictated reason why it's becoming really popular besides the card that yeah, we talked about already. Yep. Combo. So, but – all will be one. All will be one is the card. So it's really, yep. it's, that's big. We it's get simple. it. It goes infinite, blah, blah. But there's actually a sneak in red card, which Ooh, is. I think I know this one. What is it? It's the, um, it's that red one from <clears throat> fucking. The red one. War, Warhammer. It's the red. Yeah. Yeah. Is it called the Red Terror? Yes. Yes, it is. Because okay. this is the one that Danny wanted to talk about, nope. I'm guessing. Oh, I told I you this wasn't I, the combo I was I talking knew, about. I knew it wasn't the combo that he was talking about. Fine. We'll let you tell us in a second here. That's this fun. is also one, too, that's increasing. It also went up four to $4.90, which is a 476, 76% increase. Uh, this comes out of the Universes Beyond Warhammer 40K. And this is also just the regular one, not talking about Surge Foils. Um, but, yeah, so all of you won the Red Terror Quest for the Pure Flame. Danny, what is the card you want to talk about? It's actually a, it's a technically three card combo in standard. You got two minutes Ooh. go. It's the monumental facade, the land, uh, the sphere. Yeah. Uh, so it has the ability to remove all or remove an oil counter from this. Put an oil counter on target artifact or creature you control. Activate only the sorcery. Enters battlefield two. So you play with two of those. Um, two lands. Uh, then you have the Phil Green's uh, Salix, the artifact, legendary artifact. Oh, dude. Uh, put, an artif- put an oil counter on it. I uh, tap it, sacrifice it, deal destroy non-land creature. Or you tap, remove 10 oil counters from uh, among permits you control, sacrifice, and then it deals 10 damage. You pair this also with all the all we won. It is a turn four, 20 damage. That's beautiful. Nice, nice. That is so in standard. I saw that on Facebook. It's like, oh, I gotta mention this one. Dude, that land already. Need turn five. I was just, how do you get turn four? Because all of you want is five mana. I don't know how. That's that's where the, the you they said it. Tur- they said turn four. You ramp into it. Maybe find where this is at and put it in the Discord for people to see. Um. So moving on, our number two pick on this list of cards moving up is Moloch. It is a card that came out of also Warhammer stuff. Uh, it is moving up to $9.99. It had an 87% increase. Uh, another card from the universe beyond Warhammer. This Tyranid creature can fight another creature when it comes into play and exiles it when it dies. Uh, if you would put at least five mana into the X, you also get to draw a card. These 40k cards are popping up in the interest quite often since the set has a pretty high power level and people are finding ways to use them in their decks what format matt is this card pushing its way in it's commander legacy because this is the only ones it's legal in a vintage is this going to be one of those like cheeky ones where it's like whatever that fucking fish one was from like a month ago where it's like that do, 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 do. just pick one what do you think it is just use your gut, man. I'm trying to think like what good commander was recently announced that's in Gruel. Oh, man, you know, we got this time thing. Danny needs to go home too, and we're just looking at all this stuff. F- fine, fucking commander. 
should have stuck with legacy because that was the option you got to go with. In this case, it's legacy driving its price. Bitch. It's popping up in Food Chain, Maverick, and Naya Stompy decks. Currently, legacy is especially hot, hot on MTGO, where the most brewing occurs. However, Moloch is not on there because they don't have the Warhammer stuff on there yet. So, this is something that is scheduled to happen where they will add these cards during the quarter one, quarter two of this year. And when that happens, the real brewing will begin. When this card is putting up results, then the price will most likely increase even more. So, when when 40K gets added to MTGO, there are more cards that may often follow in similar trajectory. And I think the most likely cards are Poxwalkers, Triumph of St. Catherine, and Chaos Defiler. So, yeah, this is huge where... They haven't gotten there yet, so but it's you know it's big. They have a list of a Nyastompy deck on here, which I mean, it does work. So I mean, yeah, why not? Could you imagine this thing in modern? <laughs> Woof. All right, and number three, not a shocker by any and all, will never be one. But we have a Traxxas Prayer's Voice, which is up to a price of $58.42 which is a 61% increase and to note this is also the version from Double Masters or right this is Double yeah it's Double Masters just Double Masters not 22 yeah their symbols are really close Um, but yeah so unless you're new to Commander you have seen Atraxa many times it's ranked on EDH Rec as the most popular Commander in the past two years with Frexia all of you one being previewed, we're seeing more and more cards popping up as the work ugh, popping up that work well with the Traxa. I know this answer. I hope you do. It's Commander. No fucking way. <laughs> with all the proliferating uh, Gee, shit that it we doesn't got. it doesn't get played in anything else but Commander, anyways. Nothing less your vintage. Uh it's powerful for for a legendary angel, makes you proliferate the end step for stuff. Um I mean, yeah, we've talked enough about this. It has cards that are similar in the follow suit that this helps with a lot is like the cards like Prologue to Phyresis. So a lot of your like things we talked about earlier about poison counters being added to other cards, you'll see this be increasing because of that. As well as we also want to mention that new Atrax is in town in the form of the Atraxa Grand Unifier, but this version cares about card types instead of counters. So... Once again, it's just, it's the all-around, it's hitting those corners and hitting those marks. Um, so, cheap pickups. You want to talk about those, Matt? I almost forgot about cheap pickups there. So, first up we have in the cheap pickups is Canoptech Spider. It's five colorless artifact creature spider for four flying. When another non-token artifact creature or vehicle ETBs, you draw a card. It is at $3.49 and is moving up. And this was brought to everyone's attention through the MTG stocks premium penny stocks. Also a reminder, this is a Warhammer card. Warhammer, yes. So Next up, we have Umazawa's Jite, which came out in... Oh, it doesn't say. Betrayers come and go. Betrayers? Is that the Betrayers? Yep. Uh, It jumped up to, it's moving down from $9.80. It's two mana, legendary artifact equipment. When the equipped creature deals combat damage, put two charge counters on it. Remove the charge counters, and you can give a creature plus two, plus two, a creature neg one, neg one, or gain two life, and has equipped two. This is a prominent legacy card, and I'm very sad. I picked one up at like 15 bucks because I'm like, this is a good card. I finally got myself a Jeet. Hey, it's okay. It's okay. It's still a good card. 
Next up, Huntmaster of the Fells, which is the showcase. The sketch showcase. Sh- sketch showcase from the Secret Lair. Over the summer was this one? Yeah, this was. Uh, um, it, I'm pretty sure this is. I was looking at this earlier. This one is your, uh, I think, your secret card in the back. Yeah. In that so one. you get two hunt masters out of it. It is stable at a buck seventy nine right now. Now we're gonna make this last bit here super quick. If you want to be picking up any of these cards or selling them at any reasonable price, go check out our friends over at tcgsniper.com. Uh, sign up there, make an account. You get fifteen cards free or products you, or products because you can also put in booster packs, booster boxes, whatever. Uh, it even expands out from just magic as well. If you say that the guys over this week at MTG sent you, you'll get three months free of their Plus membership, which will give you unlimited cards, unlimited products. Yep. So yeah, go check them out. But there we are at the end of this week's episode. Okay, so I figured out the last piece that I forgot turn four, because with... Oh, with the all we one Yeah, the all we one standard combo. Because all we one is... Two Five. red. No, it's two red red. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. All we won. Oh. Three red red. Which? Oh, you're looking, are you looking at the double game? Oh, that's what it is. It's this guy. It's the Indominus guy. Yeah, the there Indominus we go. Guy. So the combo would be um, Sulfan, Mayhem, Indominus. Uh, so if a source you control would deal, deal non-combat damage to an opponent or a permanent they control, it deals double that damage. And then you'd have... Uh, the filigree silex. Yep, the red green one. Um, Miglas maze cruiser, our crusher. So he enters with five oil counters on it. Well, you just take all the counters from everything and fucking slap face. Yep. Are you gonna make that deck and play it on arena? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. All right. And then to finish off the last piece before we leave. Danny's card from last week that we didn't talk about. No. Yep. All right. 60 seconds. I don't know why you didn't talk about this last week. Because we didn't think about it until after we were done. I said, oh, Danny wasn't here, so we couldn't design a card for him. And I right away said, yes, I have the card for Danny. So. I agree with that. 50 seconds. Shut up. So it is one red legendary creature, human citizen, that is a 0-8. First ability on it says... Danny has the booty. Danny has the defensive booty. Sure. (laughs) Let's make that a meme and put it in the Discord. So, first ability on it would say, counter the first blue spell that is played in your turn unless that player would pay life for that spell. How much life? Whatever this Equals spells. to the mana cost of that spell. Okay. Mana value. So, whatever blue spell during your turn. So if I try to cancel it, you're lightning bolting me if I if I pay for it to cancel your spell. Yeah. Or force a will, you got five. Well, technically six, because most of the time you're going to spend that one life anyways for the ability. Yeah. So you got to pay life. So there's that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you're getting all them spells. You're getting all the blue and just hating on hard. But then. That's, that's fine. But then there was the drawback. Because a lot of cards usually have drawbacks. Because also you're a red player. You want the game to get over real fast. Your second part of the card was at the beginning of your upkeep, 
put a blaze counter on target land you control. The blaze counter deals one damage at the beginning of your upkeep. That's it. To me? Well, yeah, because it's it's on you. You're just trying to yeah, end the game. I was man. I was just, just wondering. Yeah, it's 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 like the 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 Zendikar dude. Obsidian whatever. Obsidian Fireheart. So go. basically it's that it's that mechanic put on at the beginning of upkeep. It puts a blaze counter on a land you a land you control that doesn't have a blaze counter on it. Blaze counter has the effect of at the beginning of your upkeep take one damage for each blaze for each blaze counter on a land you control. So, it just, I mean, you're a burn player. What do you want to do? But the best part about your card, though, is you don't burn life. You actually make them lose life. So that way they can't stop you from taking them out. And, okay. And you got the booty. We also didn't have a name. Of course, a lot of our cards didn't have names. Because yeah, we, we didn't know what to think that's... about. But, but that's your card for one red mana. And that is a tease to listen to whatever episode of the Thoughtcast when it gets published of that one. Yes. Because, again, I'm, we a had few, a lot of fun. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a few episodes behind from posting on Friday. <laughs> That's okay. Hmm. But thank you to all you legendary magic folk for making it to the end of episode 172 of 173 of this week in MTG. Get your numbers right, sir. Get my numbers <laughs> right. Thanks to our patrons who think that this content that you just listened to is worth supporting. Also, like to give a big shout out to JW Sports Cards and Gaming for sponsoring us. Now, if you guys need anything else, want to say anything else at the end of this podcast, speak now forever. Hold your peace. No. Go to previous events. Go yep. play with the cards. Get them in your hands. Print them. Oh my. No. Do not do that. This is good product. Just do it. Anyways, that's all I got. Hasbro thinks they can print the cards and give you proxies. Why don't you just do it yourself? And with that magic, folks, we will catch you next time. Bye. Later. Congratulations. You made it to the end of this week's episode of This Week in MTG. Your listenership means so much to us. Make sure to follow the podcast over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or on the podcatcher of your choice. You can watch the live stream recording of the podcast every Monday night at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time over on YouTube and twitch.com slash thisweekinmtg. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can send us a message to our Facebook, Twitter, or send us an email at thisweekinmtg at gmail.com. For all these links and more, check out our link tree at linktr.ee slash thisweekinmtg. Thanks so much!